This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Laura Marquez, Senior Director of Digital Transformation at the University of Utah Health. Laura, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Great to be here, especially with a fellow Laura. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's going to be a fantastic conversation. Now, before we dive into my questions, though, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yes. So I joined the University of Utah Health uh, last summer, and it's just been a wonderful opportunity to help get healthcare up to speed and think about how we can use technology differently. Uh, by way of background, um, I've been in healthcare for over 20 years. I started at the bedside and really worked my way from the bottom up, which has given me a great appreciation for, you know, all the various roles. So um, I was actually med school bound and never got in. And uh, that was okay because, you know, life took me down a different path. And in my master's of healthcare administration program, I kind of fell into clinical informatics and, you know, learned about more about the electronic medical record. And then shortly after that, I became an analyst and um, started leading teams and then multiple teams and then had an opportunity to lead a department. So prior to Utah, I was the chief application officer at UConn Health in Connecticut. And um, most of my career, I actually spent on the opposite coast in Seattle. So I've been coast to coast, but I wanted to get back west. And so I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to, you know, lead out on the, the digital roadmap and strategy for University of Utah Health. That's amazing to hear. And I can imagine there's a lot of different opportunities and avenues you can go down right now as healthcare is changing so quickly. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about some of the opportunities you really have your eye on as well as the headwinds that you're keeping or paying attention to as you're thinking about your strategy for moving forward today. Yeah, so we, you know, at the University of Utah Health, we are really fortunate that we have a 2025 strategy. So we are really trying to align all of our efforts with that strategy and execute to make sure that we are keeping not only up to speed with different trends, but in, including things like, you know, the foundation of our house. So our chief technology officer, Jim Livingston, has done an excellent job with set, standing up um, centers of excellence around cloud and automation. And, you know, we are really pulling out different themes from across the organization that have digital enabled components and partnering with those business uh, leaders to make sure that we are able to get us to the next step and either maximizing a current technology solution or looking to the future of, you know, what else might we want to bring in. So I think the real opportunity for us currently lies around access and how can we improve our access. And what I mean by that is really taking a look at that patient experience from when they want to be seen from when they actually get in the door and have an appointment with our practitioners. That time, you know, we're, it, it's not ideal right now. So that is, that is a great opportunity for us to say, how can we reduce that time between when a patient wants to get in and when they're actually seen? And then in addition, um, the, the web presence that we have, we're really looking at revamping that to ensure a frictionless experience. Uh, you know, it's a lot of technology is moving to mobile, and we really want to make sure that our patients have things at their fingertips, and they're able to uh, not only access their healthcare and lab results and 
everything in real time, but also be able to schedule and cancel appointments and, you know, really cater to their needs. So that's definitely um, some of the opportunities. As far as headwinds, you know, as many other organizations are uh, feeling the same, you know, financial struggles, you know, I think where we're really thinking about is how can we do more with less? How can we um, really have buy-in around prioritization and have those conversations with the various IT governance committees to make sure that our IT teammates are working on the right thing. We're happy to work on anything, right? We're a customer service department, but we wanna make sure that we're meeting the organization's needs by um, make, you know, having what is gonna deliver the most value. Where are the projects that we can, you know, that are either uh, revenue generating or maybe uh, a cost reduction by improving efficiencies. So we're really taking that lens um, to ensure that we're using our teammates in the most uh, appropriate way to get the most value out of our department. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's really inter interesting to think through that strategy in terms of, you know, I can imagine you have a lot of different asks coming to you every single day and a lot of different ideas from across the health system on ways to improve workflows, patient care, and those kinds of things. And so to really have that uh, North Star and what will really make a difference to the organization in terms of prioritizations, I can imagine is really helpful for the team, especially um, in a time when, you know, you're having to do more with less, as you said. Yes. Absolutely. Now, I'm wondering, you know, obviously it's a challenging time right now for many different reasons, um, but are you thinking about growth and development right now? How are you seeing yourself and in, in your department um, growing and developing in the future and then adding value to the organization? We are certainly thinking about growth, and one really exciting project is building a brand new hospital in an underserved area in Utah. So this is, you know, I feel like it's once in a lifetime opportunity to be part of such an exciting time to reach out, to, to build our community and to extend our reach to serve those who probably need it most. And so we are really looking at designing like a hospital of the future and leveraging some of our smart room technology that we've implemented at our rehab hospital and bringing that forward as a new standard. So you know, I think that in itself, you know, is, is going to be a great project for the growth of the organization. And that will um, land us at a six hospital system instead of a five hospital system. And then in terms of um, other, you know, adding more value, I'll, I'll share with you, you know, because it is an underserved area, we're also looking to partner with a local library to stand up a room where patients can use the library infrastructure and Wi-Fi for telehealth and video visits. So this is wonderful because many people might not have internet in their own homes. And so, you know, just thinking differently about how we could continue to, to work with the community and, and partner with them, that's going to bring tremendous value to our patients and, you know, inviting people in and making sure that we're reducing, you know, any disparities and, um, you know, the inequities that do exist today. 
Got it. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's really interesting to see how that virtual care has been evolving. Um, and as you said, making sure that, you know, as, as it grows, it doesn't create additional chasms for care, especially in underserved communities. And from your perspective, as you look to the future, opening the new hospital, um, thinking through what care delivery is going to be like five or 10 years from today, um, what do you see as being really some of the things that you're doing now, whether it's on the team side or, um, you know, as a leader in general, to really make sure that you're prepared for success in the future, even as you're making additional shifts today? Great question. We really, I, I definitely see the future with automation and leveraging technology in different ways we haven't thought about. So, you know, we know with the workforce and staffing crisis that exists throughout, you know, the country, if not the world, we are certainly looking to leverage things like remote nursing and um, finding ways to, to use ambient listening to help with documentation and we're designing that hospital to have, you know, cameras in the rooms with audio and speaker, uh, you know, two-way options. I, the, our current smart room allows the patient to really um, benefit from, you know, voice technology to raise their blinds and change their temperature controls or even close and open the door. And, you know, in the rehab hospital, these are some of our patients with spinal cord injuries that might not be able to ambulate. So giving them that, that control back, it has really been a great patient experience factor. But I really do think that the, the future is going to be looking at ways that we can leverage automation. And even within the EMR, you know, the, our vendors are working hard on using machine learning or natural language understanding to, you know, reduce the, the amount of touch points that our practitioners have to do, you know, for example, with, within their inbox, right? They have lots of patient messages coming through. How can we, you know, leverage technology in ways to reduce the burden on our practitioners and care teams and instead, you know, maximize the, the different new um, AI that, that is out there to help streamline things? So I definitely think there's going to be a robust future um, even with supply chain, you know, thinking about how we can monitor our, our you know, tools and instruments and um, implants and materials, you know, in a more automated fashion so that we're, re you know, reducing the manual touch points. And those teammates, you know, one thing that I always hear is, you know, oh, robots are going to take over and we're going to lose our job. There are so many great human components in healthcare that can never be replaced. And I really see it as an opportunity for those teammates to get leveraged in a different capacity and be able to connect with patients in a different way, you know, or give back, you know, and, and still connect to purpose of our health system. Uh, but maybe they're not doing, you know, redundant jobs that a computer or artificial intelligence can do. We could then upskill them and, and leverage their talent in a different new way that we potentially haven't thought about. That's a great point. And I really appreciate you talking through how technology can really augment 
the team that you have today, whether it's clinical or operational administrative teams, because as you said, you know, there's so many different ways that you can use it to level up the skills for the people on the team. But, you know, certain ways that you can't replace that human touch and the things that people uniquely can do. So I think that's really, really uh, valuable to think through. Now, as you're moving forward, is there a risk you feel like really is um, important for you to take or an investment worth making this year, especially as I know healthcare dollars are precious and especially precious right now? I really think that the future holds a, a ripe opportunity for the personalization piece. You know, we, we know as a consumer, you know, when you think about your own experience, whether it be online ordering of goods or food or, you know, your, the airlines or your banking, you know, it becomes very personalized. And, and I think in medicine, we don't do a good enough job at that. And that lends itself for a, a wonderful opportunity because we have this patient data. We are sitting on this rich, robust amount of information of those we serve. And, you know, if we could tailor you know, even educational content and have more touch points with our patients beyond our walls, you know, not just that they're outpatient ambulatory visits or when they're admitted or when they're prepping for surgery. What if we could get really upstream and, and really start thinking about predicting, you know, the health problems that might come? If we could get in front of them and help educate and, and you know, really tap into wellness, you know, then we could prevent that admission and, or maybe prevent that surgery. And so I think that builds loyalty to a system as well, because, you know, the patients feel like, oh, they really care for me. They, they want me to stay well. And, and we do, you know, we really, I think there's a big shift happening. Um, my, my boss, Donna Roach, our CIO is wonderful because she doesn't call it healthcare. She calls it health and care. And I love that. Just that little nuance to split that word. That's what we're here for. And to, to be able to serve our communities in a different way and make it more personal, I think that is the best investment that any healthcare system can make. I love that as well. It just definitely puts things into perspective and, and really um, thinking through how you can keep the health and, and care of your communities um, set forward and, and really straight so that people get the uh, information that they need to live healthy lives, the support they need, as well as when they do need treatment and additional medical care, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and before we wrap up our conversation, I know we've talked through a lot of the different ways that healthcare is changing today. And I can imagine that it will just continue to accelerate and evolve in the future. So what do you see as the best opportunities for um, growth and development on the leadership side? What should healthcare leaders be doing today in order to make sure they're ready uh, to lead in the future? Great question. I think, you know, the power of networking is so huge. I think one of the great things that came out of the pandemic is that hospital systems had to work together. We were all, you know, rallying around a common purpose to make sure that our patients in our communities and, you know, our family members and, and teammates were taken care of. Everyone was able to get, a, a, you know, testing if they needed or a vaccine when they needed. And so I think that has brought 
a new sense of um, camaraderie in the industry and networking can be so powerful because we're all facing very similar, if not the same challenges. And when we could, you know, the melding of the minds together, I think there's great power in that. And so I think as leaders, we need to be open to, you know, asking for help from our peers and colleagues, you know, whether it be from a competitor or from, you know, another system across the the country. I think there's ample opportunity for us to be sounding boards for one another and learn from each other and, you know, talk about what was hard, you know, what lessons did you learn? What would you do differently? You know, if you had to do this all over again, would you choose this, you know, same vendor? I I mean, those are the types of conversations that uh, we could really get into to to kind of peel back the onion and understand um, those same pain points and how we could continue to, to do better to serve our patients. I, I think the other thing too is, you know, as leaders, we are lifelong learners and, you know, going to conferences and events are just so wonderful. So I appreciate all that Becker's, you know, publishes and all the events that you guys put on because it truly is a wonderful opportunity to learn from the best and to be able to really take in like a sponge, everything that is happening and, it brings a unique lens of, wow, I hadn't thought about that before. You know, hearing a different perspective, you know, really increasing our diversity of thought is, I think, one of the, the best things that we could do to continue to advance healthcare. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense and really is inspiring to think about the possibilities of what we're able to do as healthcare leaders going forward. Laura, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. This has been a really fun discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. It was great to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity.